it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we are renewed. It is your Raw review for the Raw after WrestleMania on April 12th, 2021. Some interesting surprises tonight. Um, Some returns. And a very interesting way to close out the show. Um, there wasn't a whole lot in between, like, hour one and hour three. Hour two was kind of just a regular Raw, but definitely one of the lighter Raw after WrestleManias that I remember. Um, I was still hoping for, you know, someone like Samoa Joe or, you know, somebody new from NXT. But we got nothing. So well, there's always SmackDown. <laughs> um, I also have to get used to the fact that on Tuesdays, NXT now is playing. I'm usually having NXT, you know, normally having Tuesdays, you know, to catch up on things, but with the change, that now shifts to Wednesday. So I can watch Dynamite whenever I want. But that's then. This is now. Let's talk about the show. Like I said, it was a light WrestleMania or Raw after WrestleMania that I expected. Um, We got some answers to uh, some of the questions I had from WrestleMania itself. And a whole lot more. (laughs) A whole lot more questions. So. We'll just get right into it. So, the show kicks off with, uh, they show Lashley and MVP walking into the arena. Lashley in this amazing orange suit. And um, they get stopped by Riddle on his scooter. And um, Riddle basically talked himself into a match with Lashley. And that's what kicked off the show. And I thought it might have been for the championship, but I guess it was just a non-title match, which is perfectly fine as well. Um, But the match was fine. Lashley clearly getting the victory here um, by via submission. He's just dominance personified. So 
I'm interested to see, you know, how long he's going to hold on to the title. It would be, I think it would be amazing to have both him and Roman hold on to the titles until Mania next year. And of course, then that means that Survivor Series, we're going to have Lashley versus Roman. And if things go back to normal, we'll throw whoever the NXT champion is at that point. Whoo! We can have ourselves. Oh my God, that could be a blockbuster. So we'll see. Fingers will be crossed. We'll go from there. So after that, we uh, shifted over to some tag team action. Uh, we had Cedric and Shelton Benjamin come to the ring. And then we heard a familiar horn. The raid has returned. The Viking Raiders back at full strength have returned. Our first return of the night. And they come out and they get a big victory over Shelton and Cedric, which is a little bittersweet for me because as much as I love the Viking Raiders, still want to call them the War Raiders just because that's just how that works. Or even better, War Machine because that's what they were in the Indies. But, you know, copyright (laughs) Disney. Can't say War Machine. Oh, well. So, big victory for them. But like I said, it was bittersweet because Shelton and Cedric have been, they had their their careers rejuvenated when they were brought into the Hurt Business. And now that they've been dismissed from the Hurt Business, I fear for their future. Honestly, like, not, not even like, Joking aside, I I honestly fear for their future. I don't want them to become a job or tag team. I want them to still be able to challenge for the championships. It's just so this was a little bit, a a little worrisome. Um, Not to jump too far ahead, but the raw uh, commentary has changed. Starting with this raw. So from now on, uh, the commentators are Byron Saxton, Corey Graves, who moves over from SmackDown, and Adnan Verk, who comes to us from the MLB network. If I butchered his name, I do apologize. I really enjoyed his first night. Um, did he make mistakes? Absolutely. He's still, yeah, this is his first night of the job. Um, but I think he did a good job. A lot of people seem to agree. Um, so I'm happy to see it. Obviously, I know there are some people out there who, who are not huge fans of him. Um, but hey, it is what it is. No offense to Tom Phillips, but Tom Phillips had the emotional range of a rock when it came to getting excited for things. First few matches, Mr. Verk's going insane. So I like that. You want to have emotion when you're calling a match because then it, it makes the crowd feel more connected to it and it makes them have more emotion. So, like I said, I have no problem with Tom Phillips. He just needs to work on that. And I think he went back to 205 Live which is fine. He still keeps his position where he is. Basically, he's just Michael Cole's, you know, right hand man, which is great. That's a that's a great position to be in for him. 
Um, but for right now, it's good to have um, some new blood and some very competent um, color commentators in Byron Saxon and Corey Graves. Throughout the night, you heard them a lot more, which is fine because they need to help the new guy get you know integrated into everything. And I hope that kind of lasts because it was nice to hear three very distinct voices instead of like just normally one or two, and then the third guy chimes in. This was three separate voices working really well together. So I hope that this, you know, stays at the same level. I'm sure as 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 as, as Mr. Verk continues to have more weeks under his belt, he'll get to you know sharpen his skills and and um, just sound better and sound you know more crisp. Um, he liked to use double trouble a lot tonight. <laughs> I think I heard him say it four times within the first, like, 20 minutes of the show. So I'm sure I wasn't the only one to pick up on that. But like I said, I really enjoyed what he did tonight. So I, I look forward to seeing what he does continuing on in the future. So all the best wishes. And uh, so, yeah, so that was that. But we'll go back to the, to the action. So after the Viking Raiders get that win, we end up having our next match, which was a rematch from WrestleMania itself, Rhea Ripley putting that Raw Women's title on the line against Asuka. But before the match started, we got another, another return. The queen herself, Charlotte, returns to the ring, not to wrestle, but to drop a pipe bomb on us. <laughs> Basically, she's gone back to full heel Charlotte. Thank God. I've missed that, Charlotte. I'm glad it's back. Basically, she has decided that everybody owes her for everything that happens. Um, that she is, you know, the opportunity. Nobody gains an opportunity. She is the opportunity. And she did not take too kindly to not being at WrestleMania. So... The rest of this women's division needs to be on notice because the queen's back and she's coming for that title. So, as we get into the women's match, um, I don't know what happened here. I don't know if 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 Rhea was concussed, if she's just winded and exhausted from the match at Mania, but she did not look good. At all, and I hate to say that, but it's true. She she struggled. Like she she's trying to do multiple moves to Asuka, and it just looked terrible. Like she couldn't even pick her up in a uh, electric chair uh, position. Uh, just kind of throwing her around and not taking moves correctly. I don't know if the chemistry is still off between these two or. Because I thought the main match was fine. But tonight was rough. So, thankfully, Charlotte herself comes back down into the ring, attacks both women, causing no contest, basically saving the segment because it was just getting really bad. Um, I don't know if that was supposed to happen, but I'm really glad that it did. 
So I can probably assume that at the next pay-per-view in five weeks, which they are actually calling WrestleMania Backlash, which we always knew was kind of the name for it, but now they're actually making it official, which really doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever, Uh, which is going to be in five weeks. So I would assume we're probably getting a triple threat for the women's title. And uh, it would not surprise me if Charlotte takes that belt. So we'll see. After that, uh, we had a nice little segment in the back um, with uh, Shayna and uh, Nia Jax watching Mandy slip uh, during WrestleMania multiple times, rewinding, multiple times, rewinding, and having a good laugh. Mandy shows up and says, are you guys done? It's like, yeah, so what? I fell. I la- yeah, Whatever. I get to laugh at myself. I bounce right back up. Everything's fine. Shayna goes to kind of like get in her face and I was like, no, no, I got this. Kind of pushes her away. It's fine. So Shayna goes off. Nah, it's just kind of standing there. Mandy just keeps talking. And um, Mandy's like, oh, it's, you know, it's terrible. Like, you know, you don't see things coming. And then all of a sudden she just paint brushes Naya's face kind of drives her back and Dana comes out of nowhere to help her and they level Naya uh, in the back and then they they kind of run off after that Naya clearly pissed off and uh, so <laughs> we'll lead to that match between those four ladies a little later in the show but then then we started to get some answers um, because as you all know uh, I, I have been a big Bray Wyatt fan since the beginning, way back when he was in NXT. And what had happened at Mania still bothered me. I didn't care that he lost, although obviously I care that he lost, but the overarching storyline of this whole thing took a turn that I was not prepared for and I was confused about and I know I'm not alone in that aspect but we got some answers from Miss Bliss tonight so basically what happened with her is that you know she was someone who was lost saved by the darkness and then you know what's by the darkness I mean Bray then once Bray was burned alive, she was left alone. And then while she was alone, she realized that maybe she didn't need Bray after all. That he, you know, had taught her everything that he knew. And that she she thinks she could do all this on her own. So she brings him back. He resurrects himself. For mania, and then the turn happens, and well, it's going to be interesting. I'm not used to breakups in WWE, you know, from a supernatural standpoint of things. 
So if we're going to continue to have Alexa Playhouses and fun, you know, Firefly Funhouses, then I'm all for it. But Alexa didn't come alone. When she was in the darkness, she found a friend of her own. And that friend was Lily. And when the camera pans out, it's this ridiculously ugly doll sitting on one of the swing sets. And I'm just like, oh, God, she has her own puppets. Okay. And then after that, it goes to, like, just like a screen, like a shot of, of, of Lily the doll. And if you haven't seen what this doll looks like, just look it up. It'll give you nightmares. Like, I can still see it in my head, and I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to wake up with cold sweats tonight because I'll be thinking about this this damn doll. But as the camera's kind of, like, panning in on it a little bit, and I'm sitting there looking at this thing, trying to study it, trying to see, you know, what I can see, the goddamn thing jumps at the screen and it scared the ever-living shit out of me. <laughs> Made me jump. <laughs> <laughs> I was not I was not expecting that. So I give them big kudos for that because I don't I don't normally react to those things, but it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um so needless to say, all's not right in the in the, the fun houses or the playgrounds. It's gonna be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll talk in a moment about what happens when the Firefly Funhouse happens later in the show. Um, there are some deep seated stuff here and I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people are already turning on this whole thing. The problem is y'all did the same thing in the very beginning when the Firefly Funhouse started. You thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. And then within a few weeks, everybody, everybody was on this thinking, saying that it was the best stuff on television, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just needs patience, people. This is a long arcing story that has gone for years. It's gone, picked up players, dropped them off, come back, come grab them again. Because this thing with Randy is not over. I repeat, Sam from Know the Ropes, this is not over. It's just on hold. We'll come back to that. So I look forward to next week. Just to see what happens. In the continuing saga, I've heard lots of rumors in the last day about what this possibly could be. Uh, this could be, you know, that this and the fiend running around that Alexa's really going to turn in and bring um, Alistair Black back. A whole whole bunch of stuff. So who knows where this is going to go. The introduction of Lily was different. Uh, I don't know if she's just going to be a, a doll or she'll transform into something. Who knows? Lots of speculation. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had an episode of Ms. TV uh, with special guest Maurice talking about Ms. TV, or Ms. and Mrs., I should say, that is premiering after Raw. They have six new episodes that are coming out, and I, I've enjoyed it. I think it's a, it's a fun show. Um, so I look forward to watching those episodes once they're, down, uh, once they're uh, 
DVR'd. Um, but during the whole thing, um, they start, of course, making more fun of Bad Bunny because, you know, they didn't, you know, get their asses handed to them by him. At me, yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so, of course, this draws the ire of David Priest. Priest basically comes out there and says that, you know, he wants to fight. You know, Miz and Morrison fighting with one another who they think who should wrestle who. And Maurice is like, you know, you both can fight him, right? So it's like, well, thanks, guys. Good job making, you know, yourselves look dumb. So we end up having a two-on-one handicap match, and Damian Priest essentially was dominated this entire thing until the end when Maurice got herself involved, which caused a distraction enough for Miz to roll up Damian Priest, put his feet on the rope, and Maurice holding down his feet so that Priest could not kick out. Uh, but of course, at this point, Miz was stripped of pretty much all his clothing, uh, left down to just his underwear. <laughs> But this is not the, unfortunately not the first time that we've seen The Miz in his underwear. After that, uh, like I said, we had our uh, tag team match with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke taking on Nia, uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, I will say that Mandy Rose successfully made it down the ramp without falling. So this is a plus. Congratulations to Mandy. Um, so... The match was was decent, um, but going off what I mentioned before with the whole slips thing with with Mandy and whatnot. Well, during the towards the end of this match, um, they had knocked Nia, uh, Nia Jax down onto the floor. Nia then decided, you know, time to get back into the ring. She went, grabbed the ropes, put her feet up on the um, the apron, and she slipped. So, of course, she falls tumbling to the ground on the outside, and Mandy and Dana both start pointing and laughing, which, of course, this infuriates Nia. Nia slides back into the ring, and both Mandy and Dana said, well, uh, discretion's the better part of Valor tonight. We're, uh, we're, we're going to go. <laughs> so they get counted out. But clearly this, this feud is not over. We then go to the ring after this match is over with MVP. Talking about, you know, giving Drew McIntyre his props, but, you know, even still, Lashley left him laying and trying to figure out who's next for Lashley. Well, this gets Drew to come out, followed by Braun Strowman. And then Randy Orton. Uh, Adam Pierce then comes out afterwards and says, well, well, guys, you know, I think I have an idea. Mr. Triple Threat himself likes to make triple threats. So he's turning quickly into the uh, triple threat version of uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy Long. And I'm okay with that because I like triple threat matches. So our main event tonight, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton. The winner will face Bobby Lashley. At WrestleMania Backlash. So after that, this is where the things kind of were just kind of meh for me for the show. 
Uh, we had tag team action up next. It was Elias and G, uh, Jackson Riker taking on the New Day. New Day getting that win, getting back on the winning ways. Of course, they had a nice little tribute to DMX during their promo before the match, and you know that was that was nice to see. We then <laughs> went to the Firefly Funhouse. All the friends were there. Bray made his return. But something's different, obviously. You know, it's much more roomy in the Firefly Funhouse. Nobody really seemed to enjoy, you know, Miss Bliss's company. Um, and you can tell Bray was getting very upset um, just by them mentioning her. And we almost thought that he was going to kill Rambling Rabbit yet again, but this time he gave him a kiss and then tossed him off. So Bray says that, you know, there's not going to be any more, you know, no more clout chasing. You know, everything's going to be fine. We'll be reborn. Everything will be better. It'll be great. Nothing is, you know, nothing will be wrong. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're in denial. <laughs> you put your heart and soul into somebody and they betrayed you. And now you're trying to cover it up by changing everything about yourself. And I know he's going to crack at some point, and it's going to get ugly. And I'm okay with that because I think it's going to be – I think we will actually do – we will actually have a great payoff once this is all said and done. How long that's going to take, I don't know. But I have faith – especially with Bray, if Bray's still leading this charge when it comes to his character like he was before, then I have full, full faith that we're going to get a great payoff. So I'm going to continue to enjoy it. I do. I, I love the, the multi-layered storytelling that's going on here. Uh, I mean, we won't, I, I can't lie. Like, Miss Bliss has been doing some of the best work of her career. And she's still, still killing it. Now she's decided to go head to head with Bray. And I don't know. It's, it's going to be magic once, once things finally come to a head. So I, I do I do look forward to it. But after that, it was main event time. Like I said, it was a triple threat match. Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton. Winner will take on Bobby Lashley come backlash. And throughout the night, both Drew and Randy worked together. Uh, to take out Braun, which is clearly a smart move since Braun is the much larger and stronger individual. Um, but then, obviously, it's a triple threat match. These alliances never last. You know, we get towards the end. Randy hits the RKO on Braun, and I begin to weep. And then, wham, Claymore Country arrives. Drew pins Randy. And I still, 
I'm still weeping, but it's happy tears at this point. No 15-time champ for Randy. Drew gets his rematch. And we'll probably have another excellent match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. So I think this is outstanding. So even when I lose, I still win. (laughs) But that's not the best part. And well, maybe best part is not the right phrase to use. That's not how the show ends. So with Drew McIntyre celebrating in the ring, we hear MVP come out once more, one more, one more time, comes out to the ramp. Uh, you got new music too, by the way, um, which is pretty good. I, I, I enjoy it. And he's just kind of standing there. At the top of the ramp, just looking at looking at Drew, and Drew's just staring him down. And then what happens? T-Bar and Mace of Retribution attack Drew, give him their Dark Justice, that double power choke slam power bomb esque type. Well, not power bomb, but choke slam. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell to call it, but leaves Drew laying for a few minutes before Drew decides to start moving again. Um, and of course, now it leads the question: are, are, are they working for the hurt business? Are they just kind of like how Corbin was? Like, what's going on? So, like I said, it was a good ending to the show because now I need to know what happens. You know, is this the whole, you know, can't beat them, join them type of mentality with when it comes to Mace and TR? Was this just a weekly, uh, a weak transaction from the Hurt Business to get Drew to get taken out? Just a reminder. Who knows? We'll find out next week. I am excited for it. Like I said, it was a lighter Raw after WrestleMania, but I still believe it was a good show. Uh, so that's that's it. I'd probably give it about B minus, I would say. Um, but that's it. Uh, if you don't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam. Our ride to 5K is still in full swing. We are a little under 300 away, and we are pushing. We are pushing for that 5K. Um, you can find us, Bedlam Media, on Facebook and on YouTube as Bed Media. You can find us on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on virtually every podcast platform out there. If there's a podcast platform that you listen to that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do your one-stop shopping for all your podcast needs. And hey, who doesn't want a little Bedlam in their day? Thank you guys again so much for listening. This has been your Raw after WrestleMania Raw review for April 12th. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful evening. Most importantly, though, please don't forget to join the bedroom. Good night.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.